Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, The Little Drunkard. Pop! The cork came out, and the wine poured into the cup. The girl filled it up. Then she took a sip. After all, she was thirsty. She might as well take a sip while it's there. Or a cup. She was supposed to be getting the cup for her parents. It was her job to go get her parents' wine for dinner. But she figured, what's the harm in sneaking a little drink? She had not gotten in trouble yet. Her parents were none the wiser for her little tasting adventures. They definitely would not approve. Certainly not at her age. But again, what's the harm? What they don't know can't hurt them. She hiccuped. Better stop now and bring this cup up. As she was passing through the kitchen, the maid saw her. While she had hidden her drinking from her parents, apparently the maid was a bit more astute. Drunkard, she sniggered. The girl stopped. Her proud eyes flashed. She turned toward the maid. The maid looked back tauntingly, challenging her to respond. The girl nearly spat a retort, then turned abruptly and left the room in a huff. How dare this lowly servant call her a drunkard? She'd only taken a sip or two. She looked down at the cup. It was empty. She stopped, stared at the cup, and hiccuped. Oh, what's the use, she thought. She knew it. She was a drunkard. She turned back to refill the cup. She was a drunkard. But no more. She was not going to let that maid deride her like that. She would give her no justification. She would stop cold turkey and by sheer force of will. And she did. She abandoned the drink and dropped her addiction. Her parents never found out about her side sips, but the maid saw, and the sniggering stopped. As she grew older, this girl kept that stubbornness and determination that enabled her to quit her habit practically overnight. When she became more fervent in the practice of religion, she channeled that determination into the conversion of her husband and her son. This woman who had beaten a vice in her youth prayed unceasingly for her son to quit the vices of his youth, tracking him across the known world, imploring him to leave his life of sin. Eventually, she was rewarded 
with the conversion of both her husband and her son. This son would go on to become one of the greatest saints and theologians of all time, a bishop named St. Augustine of Hippo, the son of a one-time little drunkard named St. Monica. And for this week, that's the word. It's wonderful that on August 27th is the Feast of St. Monica, and then the following day, August 28th, is the feast of her son, St. Augustine. And when I studied over in Rome, one of the things I would love to take people to is the Church of St. Augustine, located near Piazza Navona, because in that church was the tomb of St. Monica. So it was a great place to go and take people to, and especially for them to pray for their moms. I remember taking a group of high school students there and we would celebrate Mass there. And one of the things we would do is to particularly pray for, for their, their mothers, the vocation of motherhood. And you can get a little card of St. Monica and just place the card on her tomb, which will make that card a third-class relic. And so that was always just very beautiful. A great example of motherhood and of the blessings of motherhood, but also the trials and the great role of prayer that mothers have especially for their children to grow closer to Christ. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter at senseofthunderrock.com. That's also where you can find the story extras for this story, The Little Drunkard, where we'll have pictures of St. Monica and St. Augustine, and we'll also have a picture of St. Monica's tomb. You can also go to sonsofthunderrock.com for our email and our social links if you have feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.